Hi everybody and welcome to episode 42 of the Discussion 5. That is where the brothers of Discussion, myself, Matt Clake, and my brother Mike, talk Hello. about the Detroit Red Wings. And we're going to go over the five most pressing matters for those Detroit Red Wings every Monday and Thursday morning. What is it today? Thursday morning. How you doing? We are so close to the trade deadlines. We've got some trade talk today. But uh, what we have to remind you is to head on over to at BOD Hockey to follow along with uh, our Twitter uh, handle for the show. Follow uh, at ClinkBet for myself, at Michael underscore Clink for my bro over there. And uh, follow our wrestling podcast. That's at BOD Podcast, the uh, website you can find everything Brothers of Discussion. And Mike is definitely having fun wherever he's recording because there is a lot of commotion over there. Well, that's beautiful. there's a there's a cat who just had his dinner and he is flying around I, the house. <laughs> Woo! That's uh, all I hear. Is, brum, brum, gum, brum, yeah. Do you ever have brum, like brum, uh, brum, like you're having an okay day and then you have a candy bar and then like for a few minutes like you're like like all the calories are just coursing through your veins. Yeah, that's uh, that's my cat right now. He's uh, he's freaking the fuck out. I've been finishing. I've been finishing my Valentine's Day candy every night. I take I get like three pieces of chocolate and it really sends me to the moon. I, yeah. Well, if you guys want to finish your trip to the moon, head out over to BODpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, Facebook page is Brothers of Discussion. Instagram, which is a combo, pro wrestling and Detroit Red Wings hockey, is brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Uh, if you want to find, uh, let's see, another hockey, I don't know, this is a bad transition. If you want to find another podcast, fuck this one. Go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. That's uh, every hockey team, every team, everywhere, including uh, Tales of TR, uh, Montreal Canadiens first-round draft pick Terry Ryan, uh, talks about the sport of hockey, brings on various guests, shares his tales of his life and professional hockey career, and uh, the Ice Analytics Podcast. That comes to you every Friday, thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, boy. Whew. And uh, get all the updates at, at hockeypodnet. That's right. All right, everybody. Let's do it. Let's talk a Red Wings victory. Yeah! Woo! We send Montreal deeper into their losing streak. Uh, I I had trouble writing that note because what I wanted to write at first was deeper into their five-game losing streak. But it wasn't a five-game losing streak before we got involved, and it might go into a six-game losing streak, so it felt odd saying into their five game losing streak. so it's a it's just deeper into their losing streak five games there's an overtime loss in there but fuck the nhl that's five losses in a row <laughs> fuck fuck that stupid useless point uh that's actually not so useless but kind of ruins the sport of things <laughs> anyway um do i do i really want to jump in and start talking about how terrible the nhl is when i could yeah, sit here do. and celebrate the red wings winning of course i do you know what fuck that point get Get rid of that stupid overtime loss point. If you, oh my God, is is there a dumber thing, Mike, in sports than rewarding the loser or rewarding the team that, you know, just manages to make it to overtime uh, or like pushing the game further like that? That's, that's almost what you're rewarding these teams for doing. Yeah. So play to overtime so that you increase your, 
your chances of uh, at least getting one point. Uh, uh, just well, a hot take, Mike. Uh, or a hot tag, or what, what do we what do we say? A line change. We're doing a, a line change. Uh, how much do you hate <laughs> that that stupid extra point? It's not in our notes, but I figure everybody's got a little bit of heat on that stupid idea, except for the NHL. Well, Matt, there's a. Uh... Quite a few sports jockeying to be the national pastime in the United States. You know, there's football where, you know, there's wins and losses and people get livid if there's a tie. Basketball where there are wins and losses and baseball where we will play a thousand innings. We'll just keep playing until somebody wins. They'll just keep going. They don't give a fuck. (laughs) But Matt, (laughs) hockey has said, you know what? Everybody wins. Because hockey's great and hockey's for everyone. Let's all have fun. Yeah, uh, I, for I'm not a huge fan. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I guess the point does. It still bothers me. I just what? No, I, this... I, 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 I liked the. Uh, I, I kind of like the overtime format a little bit. I guess. Um, you know, where we start plucking people off the ice. You know, to finish these games. Yeah. I just. Oof. How about um, how about uh, this is this is what gets proposed on one of my favorite podcasts all the time, but going closer to like the uh, soccer rules, uh, like when they're doing the round robin tournaments and stuff. Go three three points for regulation win, boom. Then if it goes into overtime and you get the shootout win, or if you get the overtime win, two points, and then you can keep your stupid overtime loss, which would be one point. Three, two, one, boom. Problem solved. I, I I love that rule or that idea. I I like it a lot because um, then uh, you're 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 eliminating two things, Matt. It's uh, you know people playing for ties, um, and you know at the end of regulation, you're going to be like, oh my god, like we could be leapfrogging, you know, for playoff seating, um, you know, towards a, as a, as we get towards the end of the year. Um, so no, we're not playing to not lose we we got to get these three points man we got we got to make some we got to make moves we got we got to be wailing and dealing yeah i um i like that idea a lot i like that point too like you you could really take a jump in the standings like in the the last couple the let like the last week will matter so much more or or it, you know what or it could just matter that much less I, of course you know if what? somebody dominates like uh the lightning then then they pretty much have their <laughs> like last year, uh, I mean, they'll they'll have yeah. their playoff spot in uh, December instead of January. So that <laughs> can I can I say that um, it would not have a gigantic, massive impact on the playoffs because of the way the playoffs are constructed. However, Matt, one of my least favorite things that I'm sure you'll agree was uh, like the 1995 New Jersey Devils when they played that god awful trap. And it was the most boring hockey of all time because there's just no passing, you know, in the middle of the ice. There's very, very few goals being scored. And, you know, they would just play not to lose. They would play to, you know, get a 1-0 to zero victory. It would be cool in the regular season to kickstart this rule where you get three points for a regular season win because I, I think it would help eliminate teams from ever being able to do something like that again because you you got you to gotta put in some risks to get goals. You know, you got to do odd man breaks. And I, I – I know we're, you know, about, you know, what, 20 years away from that. But just to just to stay away from teams, uh, you know, who, who think that's a, a, a feasible strategy in a, in a league that's dying, you know, for popularity. Yeah. This would be another great reason 
to inst- like institute that rule. I love it. All right, cool. We did it. We solved another we NHL, the NHL problem. <laughs> I like this too because uh, Mike, we we only had the one game since we last talked, so the rest of this conversation is uh, is going to be a little bit easier now because we don't have to stretch as much. We don't. Have, we're not going to be looking off stage seeing someone pull their hands apart, going stretch stretch <laughs> uh but yeah the, the the red wings again stretch that montreal canadians losing streak uh now they they hit five games mike and and i i just what i wanted to go through is just kind of what actually happened here in in my opinion especially taking a look at that mike green goal but uh first let's celebrate Andreas Athanas, uh, Jesus, Athanasiu and mike green increasing <laughs> their trade value uh i i just you know, there's one thing for for talking about double A, and there's another just reading my own Google Doc. Um, it never gets any easier reading Athanasius' name, and I said it wrong even when I did finish reading it the first time. Oh my god! Anyway, they increased the trade value, Mike. A couple of goals for double A, <laughs> a goal for Mike Green, and it kind of looked like uh, the way the way that he cut to the net. Uh, maybe it was just his increased minutes for the game, but uh, looked like. Looked like Mike Green kind of got a little bit of a, a jump in his step. Uh, just thumbs up all around. If if Steve Eiserman's trying to put some trades together, at least he can <laughs> call back to this game <laughs> and go, "Hey, those Canadians would have only been on a four-game losing streak had Double A and Mike Green not been on it. Uh, <laughs> here they are on a five-game losing streak. Anyway, uh, I'll I'll." You know, pets on the back and high fives are all around for that. And the win as well. Uh, coming, uh, you know, g- getting the conversation back to Mike Green, also Madison Bowie, who's uh, apparently these two guys are taking over for Heronic, both leading the team in, in minutes. Uh, not not so much in Corsi, uh, not so much in stopping the puck from hitting the net, which, which is always, it's kind of tough on how you want to measure that. Um, Basically, these guys had to take on uh, the best, the best that the Montreal Canadiens had to put out there. So they are going to be on the ice uh, for faceoffs that are happening in front of Jonathan Bernier. Um, they're they're on the ice just more against the top two lines of the Montreal Canadiens. So of course, uh, the opportunity or the statistical chance of a shot uh, attempt going off while they're on the ice is going to be higher. So basically yeah. what we could do is say, you know what? God damn it. We got to win. We only allowed one five on five goal. And who do we look at the minutes that really, that really ate him up with Heronic, who was eating up like 25, 26 minutes a night, which is like Lidstrom level numbers. Uh, those are the two guys that are eating those minutes up and Bowie and Mike green. So hats off. Good job, boys, especially Mike green getting that extra goal. Um, but the other, the other hot spot, Mike was, Philpola, double A again, and Bertuzzi absolutely <clears throat> dominating. Crushed it! They did! They absolutely dominated. Uh, so I, I, I just, you couldn't get away from this game and not tell, you know, not pat Athanasiu on the back and say, hey, good job, your plus minus uh, went up today. You know, and, and I mean up in regards to it's in the negative and you add a point. It's fun. He was on the ice for two goals. He was still on the ice for another goal. So it's still, you know, it only he didn't get those two goals to to knock that that plus minus uh, closer to zero. But uh, the, the one the one 
plus minus point in his favor. The one positive is, is good. Um, all right. I just wanted to throw out there yeah. real quick before we before I let you get away with this uh, SU uh, trade value increasing and Mike Green trade value increasing. Yeah. Can we agree that Mike Green's goal was a lot like the final shot in Caddyshack, where thanks to the grace of God and some Absolutely. explosion off camera, the puck managed to rattle its way between Carey Price's legs. Absolutely. Like it, I could I could literally hear the ball like rolling around like a golf <laughs> ball. Like that. Uh, that I mean, and then and then Athens Su had Su, <laughs> a, yeah, he wasn't Su. He uh, had another one of his classic uh, giveaways for a free goal. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like two different periods where he was, you know, his usual to start, and then at the end they're like, I, you know, the trade deadline's like Monday, right? And he like did a spit take on the bench and went out and got two goals. <laughs> um. <laughs> They had to do an extra Zamboni roll, uh, roll through. I don't know if you noticed that when he did that spit take. Uh, there's water all over the place. Um, <laughs> lightly fictionalized nonfiction. But uh, they, you got to see the best, and it was the best of times. It was the Athanasiu of times. Um, so you, you kind of got both there. I, I just hope teams are only watching third periods. I, I hope they're just watching highlight videos, like sometimes we, we do here. Um, because this... This was uh this was a special, man. This was uh Woo! I don't, I don't know if they're going to get traded. I don't know if this I don't know if this game is motivating people to make trades for these guys. Well, I, the only one who uh increased his value is Bernier who again got hung out to dry on the few goals yeah. he did give up. <laughs> well, they th- this is what I wanted to bring up to your point exactly to Carey Price kind of throwing out a turd sandwich there. Um the the expected goals was in favor of the Canadians. So basically even with uh you know Philpla's line dominating with possession it was the canadians that had the puck more it was the canadians who who had uh i guess we tied in the high danger scoring chances but scoring chances overall went in the canadians favor and then the expected goals again is based on those the shot selection the timing of shots it should have been in favor of the canadians so point a is Bernier, yes, a thousand percent. The expected goal was 1.96. He gives up one even strength goal. Another power play, uh, two power play goals. So that's that's what happened there. It's obviously tougher to be a goaltender on the penalty kill. Any hoozles. Yeah. Uh, for us, the expected goals was 1.33. And yeah. <laughs> so Carey Price gives up. I mean, that that is the notable goal, I think, in this game where you're trying to go, all right, how do we say that Carey Price had a bad game? Uh, well, one, the expected goals again is 1.33. He gives up four goals, four even strength goals. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the kicker again is, is let's just look at that Mike Green goal. And even, even the Athanasiu goal isn't, I mean, I should say the first one really was, was a pretty simple move. Athanasiu does get on the break and, and you'd never try to fault a goaltender on the break, but both of those goals, uh, I, I just, I, I wasn't pulled out of my keister. I, I, you know, I wouldn't have been pulled out of my keister for that one. Um, and I can't believe that Carey Price has, has fallen as far as he has uh, at this point. And this seems to be for him now that they've lost every game to the Detroit Red Wings so far this year, uh, or I should say they lose the season series to the Red Wings. I mean, this has to be the absolute lowest point for the Canadians as they stumble down the standings. And now, God, even though they look down at the Red Wings in the, in the standings, um, 
I just Carey Price. I don't know how. I don't know how he slept that night because that that game. I I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it, Mike. I think the Canadians' defense, when it comes to st- when it comes to a statistical analysis of limiting your opponent's scoring chances, <clears throat> they did enough. But yeah, they 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 lose four to three. So that's <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's um. Listen, my but my my complaining here is just because I'm terrified that we're not going to be able to trade anybody and get, you know get assets. So I'm just I'm. It's almost like I want to do the exact opposite on this podcast um, and write one of those fluff pieces that, um, like, Detroit Tigers beat writers get accused of whenever it's, uh, you know, time to start pimping out some some minor leaguers so we can trade them. Like, man, you should have seen the, the silvery hot heat. It was like a dragon fireball coming <laughs> out of this guy's right arm. Athenas, ask you, you know, he... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that goal is quite his part. I'd say it was some bad ice management by the, uh, you know, Little Caesars Arena people because when that third period hit, my God, he was gliding down the ice like a, like a tongue licking an envelope, just slathering it down. <laughs> I don't know. That was a bad analogy. I don't know. Yeah, was, um, uh... Just something like that because we got to sell this guy, Matt. We got to sell him. We got to get rid of these ketchup popsicles on the Red Wings. Well, I, I think what's going to help, it, I, I, I honestly think that these kind of games, then Iserman could start to say, hey, he's hitting a hot streak. This just goes to show he's playing, you know, Mike Green, t- no talent around him. And here he goes, scoring on who? Carey Price. Come on, who wants them? Alec Martinez gets traded to the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Is that bad? <sighs> uh, so that that leaves uh, some open spaces for for teams that are looking for veteran defensemen. It's kind of where my point was going. But yeah, Alec Martinez gets moved. So now I think there's more room. Maybe you know we're not going to fetch a second rounder, but maybe somebody needs a seventh defenseman. Maybe somebody wants that sixth, you know, pairing <laughs> filled out. Who needs a Who needs a third goalie? <laughs> So, I mean, that's where Trevor Daly and Mike Green, I, it, it just, because you pull a name like Alec Martinez off of the trade block, off of who's available, that immediately increases their value because now there's less right. names out there. So who, who's more likely to go? Well, depending on what you're willing to get rid of, if you're willing to get rid of anything, uh, Mike Green is the way to go. He'll be the guy moving first. But I, I do think, like, if you're looking at a Trevor Daly, I mean, you're looking at... I could go two years out from right now and give the Red Wings a seventh round draft pick, and now I have a seventh defenseman. I, Mike, I'd take that. Sure, why not? But I don't think Absolutely. we're going to be fighting for the Stanley Cup at that point, so I'll still be taking draft picks in two years. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, not a you know the likelihood of a twenty twenty draft pick for for Trevor Daly. I don't know, but twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. I don't care. Throw it at me, Mike. Would you do the same thing for Mike Green? Because I would tell you, if we're talking somewhere between third and sixth, I would still be fine with the 2021-2022. I'm okay with that. At this point, yes. Yeah. I, I, yes, Matt, there's anything. Anything you can get. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, this is not a man we're going to re-sign. This is not a man who's going to be here when we're good and, you know, I wouldn't say 2022, but maybe like 3022. Uh, so anything you can do to start getting assets for the future, I'm on board. 
let's uh let's go down the list, Matt. Uh we had the greatest game of our lives, which is which is nice. Uh for some reason it, it looks like this is the first time the Red Wings have been around forever. Uh they're one of the original six. This is the first time they've swept a season series from the original six, which just it just seems impossible. Right. You'd think when there's only five other teams for them to play, they would have swept one of them once. Uh but somehow it <laughs> never happened. Uh we nailed it now. Um and now we can move on to some trades. Uh, like you said, and after that, Matt, the Detroit News came out swinging, talking about their trades. And uh, Matt, are we going to be giving some uh, best friend discounts over here? It, so here's here's what Jim Matheson of the Edmonton Oilers said. I <laughs> this has been out there for a while, so I'm not I'm not breaking news or anything, but I I just. I can't believe we would actually get this. But Jim Atheson tweets out, okay, what's it going to cost Ken, Hall- Ken Holland to get Athanasiu from Steve? Double uh, A is restricted free agent after this year at $3 million. As we keep saying, Pugliarvi's rights, a second round draft pick, and a prospect D. Mike, Woo. I I don't know why Athanasius for the moon. If that Woo. if that's on the table, what the hell is Double A still doing on this team? <laughs> Get him out of here! I I would I will tell you, I Mike. We, say... we we talk about how we play video games. Uh, we've brought this up on the show before, Mike. Every goddamn hockey game that every year that that EA Sports hockey game comes out, I trade for Jesse Pugliarvi. Every goddamn year. <laughs> he's great in the video game. Uh, it looks like he's not going to be as great in real life, but that that's another one of those Robbie Fabry trades where you're, you're picking up a guy oh, who had the high, uh, very high ceiling. Maybe he just, he won't get that high. We are, we, the Red Wings are the Statue of Liberty. Give us your weak and broken. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> and he, give us your homeless. We'll take them. Yeah. He's about to travel back to the homeland. So this is, this is something I, I you know, you got to. For the NHL to try and, and keep a Pugliarvi, I think he's got to get out of Edmonton yeah. so that he can get a better shot uh, at proving this, himself. You know, this is this is such a fascinating idea. Um, not so much for Colorado because you know they're you know their own thing, but for Iserman to get on the phone with Holland, be like, "Hey, remember me? Yeah, remember uh, remember that roster you put together? Remember uh, those guys you put a lot of value in?" What are you? Uh, what are you willing to trade for him? And it's almost like it's almost like Holland wants to like give up the future to prove I I know what I'm doing. I know how to scout talent. Yeah, I'll give you three first round picks for him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like really put his nuts on the table. You know, because he's he's the one who built this sinkhole, this Could- cesspool, <laughs> which I looked up. A cesspool is literally a pool of Cess. fecal matter. Oh, yeah, cess is poop. Oh, okay. He built a pool of poop. <laughs> I, I just wish that these trade negotiations could be broadcasted live so that that could be used oh, against my Ken. God. Uh, you drafted oh. him. I, I just, he had 30 goals that, last you know, year. You love, you didn't want to get rid of him last year. You thought he was a great We ass. want to fix the NHL all the time. All right. So the NFL <laughs> does this crap every year where they do, we're going to show you the preseason so we can show you a bunch of jackasses who aren't going to make the team. No, I want to be in the war room and listen to this phone call with Iserman and Ken Holland. You are absolutely correct. This would be must-see TV. Uh, so, 
Ken, how much you think he's worth Pugliarvi in a and just a second round draft? And Ken, Ken Holland's going through his Not list of three firsts. <laughs> I mean, you're you drafted him, so I'm just saying, if you don't think <laughs> he's good to go, you could you can put him on a line right now. Hold on, hold on, he hold on, he's walking by. Hey, Andreas, come here. <laughs> Come here. Yes, you want to Ken. say hi to Ken? I want you to, I want you to listen to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ken, what, what did you say he's worth again? <laughs> uh, he says, uh, Andreas, he said he's going to try and sign you in the offseason. But I said, no, you could trade for him right now because you love him so much. So, yeah, let's hear what that value is. Come here. Yeah. What do you got? A second round? Are you sure you don't want two firsts? Hmm? <laughs> I'll hold. <laughs> oh. Oh, my heart is all a flutter for a thing that will never come to fruition, man. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, uh, so the the Jim Matheson stuff did not come from uh, the Detroit News. That uh, that's just what's popped up uh, in the uh, the NHL. I don't know the, the scuttlebutt, uh, but the the Detroit News did bring up. Uh, thankfully, they're talking about Bernier getting moved uh, because there, I think there's too much conversation of fear of the loss of Bernier. And again, I, I just don't want to put anybody's name in like a bubble of like, you can't touch these guys. But uh, Detroit News does come out and say Svechnikov. Mike, I yeah. am all about the idea of him getting moved. Again, late late round draft pick. I'm all for it. I don't have... Uh, we, we've called him up a ton, all right, in the last couple seasons. Uh, we've gotten a peak. Unfortunately, we have the wrong Svechnikov. He's out in Carolina. That's fine. We lost. That's fine. All right. I think it's time. Sometimes, sometimes you get Champ Bailey and sometimes you get Boss Bailey. Right. You know, that happens. It's, try, it's it's time to just, you know, accept the loss and let's let's bring in another draft pick. I, I, I at least think with a Svechnikov, that's something, yes, later, uh, you know, I maybe a third would be the best, more likely a fourth or fifth, but you could fetch that for this year. And I, I, I like that. I, I'm all for it. If somebody yeah. else can play the Fabry game with Svechnikov. I, I think we've we've done enough. We've tried, and uh, again, There's, the timetable uh, just will not fit Svechnikov and his, you know, topping out at a third line, probably a fourth liner, more likely switching between minors and you know position. Jesus, Doctor Pepper's going through me, and uh, and a position on that fourth line, you know when somebody's hurt like that that kind of seems like that's that's gonna I be just, his mo uh, i just wish like a couple of years ago there was a a trade that that just murdered the nba like people were furious uh two of them one when uh uh, uh chris paul was supposed to get traded to uh the lakers and it got blocked uh, but somehow he magically ended up in the clippers uh it was when the the nba was running the franchise he's playing for yeah Additionally, there's another trade, kind of similar along these lines, where um, suddenly Pau Gasol became available, one of the, the best power forwards in the game at the time. Um, and he's able to get dealt to the Lakers, and people just lost their minds because they're like, wait, he, we didn't even know he was available. Why the fuck did you trade him to the Lakers? And then we found out it was because the uh, general manager was former Laker great Jerry West, who traded Pau to the Lakers. <laughs> so... What I'm hoping here is that maybe the Red Wings could get a little Laker magic here, and Ken Holland has been a mole for the Red Wings the whole time. Ooh. We'll get a little Dre Saddle action, Matt. Woo! 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> straight up. Dre Shadow, three firsts for AA. Here we go. Yeah, Cat, put your money where your mouth is. All right, well... <laughs> Yeah, uh, this this feels like if I if I start dreaming about that tonight, that'll be the equivalent of me putting money down for uh, a lottery ticket. You know, yeah, those Powerballs they do help you sleep at night. When you put you, you put twenty bucks down on those, Mike, that's that's twenty that's twenty dollars well invested into a good night's sleep because you're telling yourself in the morning you're making waffles. Uh, <laughs> all right. Mike, uh, we, we did it. Uh, since uh, I've got my last question, we, we improved another topic. So now we can jump into our favorite game of Who's That? Pokemon! Uh, Pokemon! I thought, yeah, I thought we'd, thought we'd oh, do, it do it together. together. Anyway, right, Who's That Pokemon? Mike, read it up! It's an exciting round of Who's That Pokemon, and uh, this week does not disappoint. However, we've had to jump outside the well once again. We did find Jeff Flatchel. That's usually the goal. We cherry pick one of his quotes, but not anymore. Matt, we got a new contender Woo! for this Rod Wing power play. I just like saying that. Um, if you haven't been to uh, Little Caesars, that's the in-game announcer that I'm doing an impression of. But, Matt, we got a quote of positivity here. Um, I'm you don't have to guess who says it, because if I say who says it, I think it's going to be too easy. We're just going to have you guess who is being described. So, Matt, as usual, you get the choice as the player of the game. Would you like me to read it as my energetic self, or you can have guest reader Paul Woods. I want to hear your energetic self read it today. Here comes guest commentator Paul Woods to okay. break today's quote of the game. Here we go. This is Who's That Pokemon? Matt is going to guess who this quote is about. Here we go. He's uh, settling in uh, incredibly well. Go ahead. And continue. continue. <laughs> that, that's it. That's all you get. Um, Gustav Lidstrom. We'll try that one again. Matt is you know he's thirsty he's going to the old lindstrom well well uh, you said the... he's settling in i figure who else would be settling in everybody else has played a while all right go ahead tell he's... me i'm wrong you are wrong again <laughs> matt this was <laughs> owner of the team chris illich describing steve oh Eiserman. fuck you piece of garbage steve Steve, you know, he signed uh, Philpola. Uh, he did trade for Robbie Fabry, who plays half the ice. Hey, but man, he brought in... He's, he's settling incredibly well. He brought in Biega, who also turned in a pretty good game. Uh, Don't forget Ernie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't. He's, he's he's really Ernie did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... It was basically from a piece uh, that was describing, uh, you know, telling everybody to be patient. That's what Illich is saying. Just be patient Keep for the trade deadline when, season tickets. I when Ken Holland, when our mole Ken Holland uh, lets us swindle <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers for three firsts and a dry cycle. Just getting to hear uh, Ken Holland talk about awesome. how he thought Connor McDavid wasn't right for this team's chemistry. and. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's uh, it's another exciting round of Wilson Pokemon. Now, if if Dreisaitl gets oh. traded to the Red Wings and he's still leading the league in points, does he still win the Hart Trophy? Like, it's not his fault he got traded, and I'm assuming he'll become the best player on this team and just keep scoring. What what is the Hart Trophy? That's your MVP. It's your most valuable player. Right. So we're not saying the best player. We're saying the most valuable to his team. What place is Edmonton in, Matt? Um, we're talking about the standings here with uh, how many overtime points Gotta do they have when they're losses. Get my internet to work. Get my internet to work. Edmonton and Vegas are tied for first in the Pacific Division, although Edmonton has two games in hand, so they, they outright hold that first place spot. Uh, that's definitely an MVP then. Okay. If it was just points, uh, I can't make that argument. But well, yeah, most I was just valuable. He's he's the top man on a top team. I'm in. But I'm just saying, in our fantasy world, where you're saying Ken Holland's gonna, I I'd imagine more like it would have been an accident that he traded and drives. Like he checked the wrong box, just or too much of the think, uh, ink get kind of moves into the dry sidle <laughs> section. I think uh, if he gets traded to the Red Wings, uh, dry sidle's MVP candidacy is is gone. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe someone else will win, uh, oh, okay. cause it won't be dry cycle, <laughs> uh, cause you can't get no wins and, uh, win an MVP. That's my opinion. Well, there you have it folks. Uh, another, another one <laughs> turned in by man, uh, the brothers of discussion. I-, I tell you what, Mike, I, uh, I'm going to need some more coffee before we do these. Cause this, this was this is a rough one. I get, we're getting names wrong. We can't even say names right in this episode. Jesus. Uh, everybody, I hope you enjoyed it anyway. Uh, and and honestly, uh, we're we're gonna have we're gonna have a good weekend if we get to wake up one of these days and find out that Double A was traded for a second rounder, Pool Yarvi, and a and another defenseman. Oh man! I, I just oh good god. Um, I think that's a little bit like. You know, you go to Wendy's and you think you're going to get like just nuggets, but then they're like, and we have spicy nuggets. And it turns out the last car that drove through the drive thru didn't want their frosty uh, or their fries. And here's a toy from the kids' menu. You're like, wow, what a deal! I just wanted some nuggets. Uh, so that's what that's what that deal I equated to. That would be an, an excellent upgrade, <laughs> just much more than you bargained for. I, I completely agree, and it's going to be one of I those. I think you expected to get like a dollar fives worth of chicken nuggets, and you left with an eight piece spicy fries, a frosty, and uh, let me see what Wendy's toy is right now. Matt, stretch it out, and I'm going to look up Wendy's toys for kids. Well, uh... it looks like you get a giraffe, so you get a what? friendly giraffe. You get a giraffe. Yeah, they're doing wild, wild animals. Uh, that's a toy wild adventure awaits there's no yeah, licensed so product <laughs> i think they're they're smart links so you build like a lego giraffe or something oh. or you build a lego bird i was gonna say that lego type. that reminds me of when taco like, bell first had their happy meals or whatever their their kids meals and they i, I remember you and i would get uh 
the front side of a lion and the back side of a of a of an elephant it's this plastic toy that you would just connect them and i don't know <laughs> what the point of that was like all right that was kind of weird yeah why wouldn't why wouldn't i want a lion to be a full lion why would i want him to be a fat bastard on the back half and just be dragging around his elephant <laughs> this it's just yeah it was just confusing but also not a licensed toy it was just like the idea that taco bell put out there Ah, Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it, it looks kind of like remember connects. That's what we're that's what we're looking ah, at. Okay. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed uh, getting to know us a little I'm bit. So more excited for a couple minutes there. This I don't know if our next episode is going to be as exciting because we're still most of the trades are probably going to happen Monday. Um, but man, we're we're really getting close, man. I love trade deadline day because after that, then the teams are settled in, and then. Um, you know, the good teams are getting stronger. The the teams crap in the bed are a little bit weaker. So then you kind of see that chase for last. And and then you see the chase for first. And then you kind of see, uh, you know, who's still a Red Wing. Then you kind of you kind of get a feel for what next season's going to be. So I'm, I'm pumped for these new episodes, man. They're coming. Yeah, me too. The future is upon us. I mean, the games will probably just get worse <laughs> coming up. But uh, I tell you what, uh, the the first thing we'll talk about in the next episode will be uh, what we're looking forward to the rest of the season, because that was supposed to be how we ended the show. But, uh, hey, we went eight minutes over anyway. All right, everybody, have a good one, and check out at BOD Hockey to, to see uh, the Twitter conversations that we sometimes have. All right, bye, everybody. Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody